welcome to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. As usual, I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're Max Max and Nikki. On today's episode, we'll be talking about singing. And in particular about singing, we'll be talking about styles of singing. And And, uh, what what we find is annoying or bad singing versus what we think is good good singing honest singing well and we'll get into what we mean by honest in just a moment um but first station business any station business you know it's been a while since we haven't had any station business and i think every episode we've had station business but um we don't have any well i guess we could always mention it on august 4th 2017, we'll be playing a show. Our band, Little Person, will be playing a show at the Bitter End in the Manhattan. The famous Bitter End in Manhattan. People, musicians, the likes of Stevie Wonder have performed on that stage. Really? Before. Yeah. Well, and so, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan was known to get his start there, I think. Classic yeah. uh, New York venue. Um, so, yeah, we'll be playing there. Um, so come on out if you're interested. Come on down. Uh, what else? Any other station busyness? Um, no, I think we should just maybe get into it, right? All right, let's get right into Wait, it. Wait, right? Anything else? Uh, can't say that I, I do, mate. Well, I guess always just plug this, you know, why not? Uh, our band, Little Person, has... A fairly new uh, EP out called I Feel Fine, and go check it out on iTunes or Spotify Spotify or Amazon. Amazon, yes. Amazon and uh, Uh, Bandcamp, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Google uh, Play, all of the above. Google Play, all of the above. So, yeah, and uh, review it, rate it, give us five stars out of five. Um, cause you're going to love it that much and you're going to want to give us that many stars. Anyway, uh, singing, let's talk about it. Well, I guess I should first say that, you know, okay, good singing versus bad singing. Okay. Obviously when we say something is bad, you know, most people can agree when something is bad singing, uh, that Most person people is agree. Out of tune, Some, somebody you know. will, is out of tune. What does that mean for or those like who don't know? Extremely out of tune, like grading. You know. Yeah, like, I mean, for people who don't know what that confidence. means, that means it's sort of now that's with the when it's intentionally trying to be in tune. I should say because if they're trying not to be in tune, that's a whole other style in its of itself. Uh, what we mean by in tune, meaning they're uh, euphonious that within the the particular key or uh, in tonal music is what we call it. Uh, there's a sort of a center around which a song is made, a pitch, uh, a certain sound that the song is around. I'm trying to speak in layman's terms for those <laughs> this who don't. Doesn't sound like you're speaking. In well, terms. well, for those who don't layman's understand, terms, actually, right? For for those who don't know music, I'm trying to speak in the subject. It's actually kind of hard to talk about it without knowing it. If you have no musical knowledge Max at is all. trying to talk in layman's terms, or as I like to call it, men's terms. <sighs> That's not funny. Yes, it is. Um, anyway, so... Uh, in men's terms. Basically, there's a sort of... A, usually songs have a certain 
center, uh, a center that gravity uh, that the whole song revolves around a certain pitch, a certain sound that the whole song revolves around. I guess. Um, but it's not just this, the whole song. Kind of, sort of like you know, when a song finishes or ends, you kind of arrive at a certain position, and that usually often ends uh, <laughs> a lot of times on what's called the tone, the tonic, which is what okay, we get the Max, word Max, tonal we music really from. Don't need to get, I know you want to define your terms. I know, but I really want to define I'm, my terms, uh, but, <laughs> Nikki. I really want to uh, define my terms. Wait, <laughs> wait but I do want to say. The more you do sing, though, the more Hold you Hold on, but we just got to finish. So I just somebody, wanna, No, no, no. no. The okay. more you do sing, the more you do hear when you are out of tune, actually. It's, it's the kind of thing where... And we didn't define... So when you're out of tune, it means you're not uh, within that... Uh, uh, you're not... The pitches that you're singing or the sounds that you're making when you're Hold singing. On. I don't think we need to define these terms because this is not the kind of bad singing we're talking about. No, I know, but I just want to preface our our conversation by saying This is not the of type co- of this is we're obviously the this singing. This is not the type of bad singing we're right, talking about. This is not the type of bad singing we're talking about. Okay, uh, but I think but, people get it. Yeah, but in people tune, understand the idea I of guess being people, in tune and out of tune. Right. I guess I suppose people normally understand. But anyway, just for those who don't understand oh, come on. it means you're basically not you're not revolving around that center, basically, that tonal center. Uh, there's something off, you know, and it just doesn't sound correct. Uh, some people ha- I, there are quite a, maybe a few people in the world that don't realize that actually sometimes they don't, their ears are not they're, sensitive they're to that. There are certain people who are truly bad, to, who are truly tone deaf, tone as deaf. they say, and they can't sing. No, um, no, or they can't listen. They don't know how to hear correctly. Right. So they don't, can't tell when somebody's out of tune. But so they could teach I'm themselves. I'm actually always quite maybe. interested. So what, if they thought something was bad singing, what would that be? interesting enough yeah i don't know but uh because i know that there are some people that i know that won't necessarily think that have untrained ears well that won't necessarily think something is okay bad singing that can is clearly out of tune but maybe not be that awfully out of tune and they still think it's fine and i'm like okay well um, you know i think i'm the of the ilk that believes that um most people can sing and learn and can learn to sing well. That's true. Um, it's uh, there, as Max mentioned before, there are a few people who are truly tone deaf. But other than those people, I think most people can sing. Some people have a more innate uh, a talent for that, and some people have to work on their vocal chops a yeah, little bit more. But you know, I it's think, a different. Yeah. You know, uh, everybody has a unique voice, and I don't think. Uh, w- there are certain people who are technically better than others, but as far as uh, a, a quality of voice is concerned, I don't think one person is better than the other. Um, right. Because everybody, it's a subjective thing. Right. You know? So, right. Basically, when we're talking about bad singing, this is our opinion of what is bad singing. And, and we before we just define what objectively is bad singing. Now we're well, going to no, 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 no. Go- Hold on. I, I actually want to start off with what we think is good singing. Okay. Or maybe we should start off with what bad. Well, singing is. I think we should go. Yeah, we should go into what is what we are subjectively think is bad singing. Now, by the way, um, oh yeah, because Nikki, you had mentioned before unique voices. 
that's a good transition into what this actually, because we'll get into that. Well, today, more than ever before in mainstream pop music, and this is what we think is bad singing, there are no unique voices. Uh, I mean, once in a while, dis- but in general, it's there's hard a to lot distinguish of distinguish one singer from the other. And I don't know who I'm listening to often. And I think a lot of the reason that is, is these singers, these modern pop singers, they have an affectation. It's not even pop singers. It's a lot of singers in general. Um, sure. You even hear it with like indie artists, in, indie too. pop artists too. Um, they're, they they have an affectation to their voices. Some people do it in a, a, a different way. Like indie artists, they have their own sort of way of affecting their voices. Um, certain right. Ways Sometimes you you'll get an indie artist, you might get like sort of a, it's a soft kind of voice, but it has this sort of throaty it's thing. It's like, um, it's sort of a throaty it's thing. It's like Feist. And I'm not saying Feist is a bad singer, but people try to overdo that kind of voice and it becomes... It's yeah, a no, irritating. Is a, kind of a unique voice. I think no, no, but it's that kind of voice, you know. Right, but there's a little bit more of because, this sort of throaty because I thing. Think, for, I think not Feist throaty is, as in like raspy, but sort of like kind of all, all kind of in, in think, the throat. Right. Kind of. I think Feist is a good singer, actually. I just want to clarify that. Right. But there's certain singers out there who try to sound like that, but overdo it, you know, and that's the problem. Right. Um, what do they? What do you mean, but though, by overdo? They. Say you take Feist's, Feist's voice. Ooh, say that ten times fast. Feist's voice, Feist's voice, Feist's voice. Hard. Okay. Um, say you take that, her voice, and ev- any kind of nuance she adds to it, you overemphasize those nuances, those uh, sort of the roundness of her vocal quality and overemphasizing that basically overdoing anything um, makes a voice cheesy and subsequently bad. So um, even with, you know, in like a mainstream pop music, you get a lot of these uh, artists who they affect their voice in a certain way. It's hard to explain. I think it comes from like an R&B kind of. It comes from an R&B style singing, but they kind of overdo it. But they overdo it. A lot of times with what's called melisma, melisma is like you, like a song will normally have, let's say I sing two, three notes, okay, as part of a melody, like la, la, la. Now they might go la, la, la. But it's not just doing these. But they're uh, like trying to ornament it with not, other notes. You that's know? one thing that's annoying is these ornamentations. But I'm not. We're not it's just called talk- melisma. We're not just talking about so this. I know melisma. we're not just talking about that. But let me say we're, that is one problem. Is just this overuse of melisma. This melismatic type of singing is just. It, it's not just that. It, it's it's just, also just um, now melisma comes from from opera, and that's what the coloratura singers would do. And it can be technically good. But this is just ridiculous at, at, at a point. But it's it also kind of like, like overdoing okay, pentato- the pentatonic scale, basically. Okay, what is the pentatonic scale? Explain. What do you mean overdoing the pentatonic scale? What are you like, talking about? In their ornamentations, they do that. They go through these... Uh, I remember I was... Believe it or not, I was watching an episode of American Idol, and Harry Connick Jr. was pointing this out. He's like, I don't want to hear these vocal flourishes. I don't want you to... Do these pentatonic, you know these pentatonics? Like, yeah, but which it's so typical. pentatonic scale? Are you talking about the blues scale, or are you talking about the 
pentatonic scale, which is like one, one. two, three, five, six. Um, uh, Sorry for those who don't know music. I'm just trying to clarify something new with Nikki. What do you mean? He was talking about more about the non-blues scale, just the regular one, two, three, four, five, six. Wait, is it one, 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 two, three, five, six, right? One, two, three, five, six. However, yeah. I guess that would also be for the relative minor. It actually still is the blues scale. It's missing one note, actually. Right. But. Anyway, the point is they use these same notes in their vocal flourishes, their ornaments, and they do them for excessively. It's they do it in excess, and it makes it. Any, it just proves the point that anything overdone is cheesy. Right. You know? It's basically also it's like it's bad. You're, you're clearly trying to. It's not Im- impressive. You're clearly trying to impress by so- showing that you can. Okay, here's one thing. People seem to try to do these melismas in an effort to try and impress the listener. Uh, that you know by by overly trying to it's almost like they're trying to impress like how much they can do uh, while singing basically and it's just it, it becomes so it's grating after a certain point because it's like okay I just want to hear the note that you're trying to get to you know don't try and do these flourishes right but make it There's, simple simple is key simple is key and now, it's pure yeah and but it's we, pure and it's honest which we're gonna get to we'll get to that but that's I that's more also with quality of voice. Now, another thing about it is I also think that it masks sometimes their inability to sing in tune, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> sometimes singers will uh, do melismas because it, it's hard for him to re- them to reach a specific note in tune, and so they'll try and do these flourishes until they finally hit the note. I, I feel like... For me, I, I notice that often. It's kind that of a cheap. It's kind of like a thing. cheap move, so that they can't, so that it they they'll it'll they'll sound quote unquote good. Right. It's either that, or sometimes they'll slide into notes, which can be good at times if it's you can see them. It's meaningful, but oftentimes it's not meaningful. And what you get is what uh, our old vocal teacher once called dumping. No, no, that's a different thing. That's a different thing. Well, that happens too. Yeah, but that's a different thing. That's actually has to do with... I actually think dumping has to do with it because oftentimes singers do do that. Dumping is... What is dumping? Basically dumping... I know, I mean, it's when you're on the toilet and basically, you know, you take a dump. And then you you take a dump and you're like, oh! You know, it's like yeah, it's a, big, a relief. Actually, it's, it's like, a good thing. Actually, it's, like, yeah, it's a good, part of good singing. It's that's no, we like. We think now that is good singing. No, no. But uh, in all seriousness, dumping is when you. Um, I, I guess the best way to say it is you release t- you over release you release too much air on the first note of a, a phrase. Um, or no, it some usually dumping happens on a consonant and. Uh, but it usually happens in the beginning of a, a phrase, right? It's usually a consonant that has a, a sound, like a, it has a note, like a pitch to it. So the difference is like if you have s, that's not gonna have a pitch. That's but an if, s sound. But if you have a d that has a or pitch a, to a l, or a l, l, like um, a perfect example of something where we both used to dump, and this is this well, is sort Nikki of Nikki more than me. I will this say. is no, but it's this happens naturally as humans and this is something you have to work on as a as a vocalist um for the song on a clear day you can see forever if you go on a clear day like clear like that 
it's hard to get that in tune if you don't pronounce it correctly. And so what, because of the, the consonant, kli, kli, right. those sounds make you over, it, it, it's like you're, um, you're, you're basically trying to compensate. The, it's basically your tongue kind of gets in the way often and it makes you it, start the note off out of tune. It makes you start the note off out of tune because it's, you, you're dump, you're actually dumping on that note basically. Like, Again, an example would be like on a clear day. On a clear day. On a clear day. See how we scooped into the note because we dumped on the we note. We dumped on the first part of clear, so we scooped in and we started off out of tune and became in tune. And that's what I see with a lot of. I guess what we're saying is a lot of pop artists, or not just pop artists, but a lot of vocalists in general who are often not trained. They'll do that because they don't realize that they're doing something wrong. Now, I'm not saying that that... That's not always bad, by the way. It's not always bad. Sometimes it can be... You might actually be doing it for a certain purpose. Effect. Um, and as we said before, we don't usually like affectations, but sometimes if you want to produce a certain effect, I mean, actually... If, if you want to produce an effect, but not an affectation. I right. mean, it, it's, or, it's, it's, it's the that. idea of... Again, not overdoing it. You know, it's you don't right. want to you want to save certain moments to do that kind of thing, and that'll make it come across as more intentional. But if you're always doing it, then it doesn't come across. It, it comes across as an accident, and that you really don't know what you're doing. You you come across as kind right. Of a I'll give you an example. Also, where melisma is good, Stevie Wonder will do melisma, and I I kind of think he's kind of in a weird way. Stevie Wonder is one of my favorite artists of all time. He's in my top three artists of all time. Biggest, top one of the big three. Yeah, top three. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, I would say top. You know, top. He's definitely top ten material, maybe top five material, but top three material. Yeah, I think he's probably. I mean, come on, let's get real. He's had a tremendous. Influence on me, song. Okay, like I, I, I actually want to talk. I want to talk about Stevie Wonder later. Okay, well, no. Let me just mention though, real quick, that he does do melisma, but he doesn't. He doesn't seem to. And I think a lot of current artists, I, maybe he kind of started the trend a little bit. You notice it a lot in his music, but he doesn't overdo it, and and it's not excessively done. He does it and it's meaning, out of meaningful tune. parts. You hear those older recordings, he is out of tune. Occasionally. And yeah, it's by the way, we so, want to say that it's not so out of tuneness is not necessarily not bad. Not necessarily bad. I, I think if it's not grading, if it's not extremely out of tune, you know. Right, you can it's get extremely by, out of tune. Nobody's perfect, you know. Nobody's perfect. And that is another thing, by the way, in current music, people use uh, auto tune auto tune or, or pitch correction or melodyne, melodyne which and, is a type you know, of pitch correction. We're even guilty of doing that before, you know. Uh, it's just there's a certain standard in the music industry nowadays things that things have, have to be, be perfect, perfectly in tune. And I guess I don't it's like not that. Quite the case all the time because clearly Mac DeMarco stuff sometimes he's out of tune. But I guess with his style of music, it's okay. And I think he's a good singer. No, um, oh yeah, Mac DeMarco's great, and he's a good example of someone we'll get to later who uses his unique natural voice. That's right. really nice. So um, there's a standard to try and be perfect. And that's something I think is kind of a bad thing because we're not perfect. We're humans. And I think, you know, Madonna... If you hear... If, if you, you, by the way, can, just... Let me, can no, I just no, finish? I know. But before you say this, be, uh, we want to preface by saying if you listen to records uh, from before the 2000s, especially, 
especially from the 80s and before, you'll hear people are attitude. Anyway, I, that's exactly what I was going to say oh. until you interrupted me. Listen to Madonna from the 80s. She's actually pretty out of tune a lot of times, although it takes a good mixer, somebody who's actually producing the song or, or engineering it post and, you know, post, to make those, uh, to make those attitude not, not as, noticeable, as noticeable, but also sometimes she might be a little bit out of tune and it's not that bad because, you know, it gets the point of the song across. Even some of the people that we revere as the, melody some of the greatest comes singers of all time, like Whitney Houston, for example, she's out of tune, uh, often too in, in some of those eighties recordings. Um, and right. it's, you know, I, I and the Beatles, I, by the way, the Beatles are notorious for being at George Harrison and I, I notorious for being flat. Defy but you, know, you to besides an opera singer, opera singers too. Uh, there, there, there could be not perfect, but they they're as perfect as you're going to get, I guess. But other than them, like you'll most pop artists in general or rock artists, you're they're going to be out of tune. You know, it's it's impossible because. Opera is scientifically, physically, the only correct way of singing, basically. Well, no. Or I mean, what does that mean? Theater, too, I guess. Right. Well, I guess what Nikki is saying is in opera, you often, people pronounce their words with open vowels, and they're kind of, their type, style of singing is the most relaxed in a way on, on their mouth. So they're not, uh, you know, their consonants aren't getting in the way and they're not dumping it all on the notes. But when we're singing, in rock style, often we're singing in a, uh, we're pronouncing our words in a very um, uh, colloquial way. And that's not technically uh, how one would might form a vowel in, in singing, like in a technical way. Uh, and I think that might be uh, sometimes why people are out of tune. Now you could be in tune, and you, there are ways to get past that. Actually, even in as a rock singer, right. or a pop singer, you know, it, it's just go take some vocal lessons, and it's just kind of one hundred and one. You know, right? You learn you learn how to use those colloquial fr- uh, sty- uh, style of uh, pronouncing things, and and still be in tune. You know, right? It yeah. also takes a good. You you know, you listen to you start your ear gets developed and you start to learn. Okay, so, okay. So we have these mainstream artists. Wait, like, I just wanted to okay. say though, one more thing, uh, in opera though, you'll hear vibrato a lot. And that's another thing, uh, that, I, that happens often in music today. You'll hear people try and vibrato as if it's a good thing. Now I will say sometimes it just naturally comes out and that's okay. But uh, again, when you overdo it, it comes across as cheesy, bad. Right, and sometimes it actually just, it sounds grating, actually, It too. also is another cheap trick. Uh, to, get to, a, around, to, get to get around, around not being able, not to, sing being able to sing something exactly. I've been guilty of that, too, because there's certain notes, sometimes they are hard to get in tune, especially, actually, if we're whistling, I'll try to add some sort of vibrato kind of oh, thing to it. Sh- just whistling is a different thing, I think. It's a different uh, instrument. It's a different instrument. And I'm not saying all singing is bad that has vibrato. Sometimes it is good. But sometimes it just depends on how overdone It depends on the style of the song, too. But anyway, you know, if it merits so the point it, is, then it merits the, it. These it mainstream pop singers, a lot of them are bad singers, in our opinions, in our subjective way of looking at it, because... Essentially, they affect their voices too much. They try to sound like what their idea of good, for lack of better words, 
what they think is good R&B style singing and they overdo it, you know? And well, no, that's, that's and also what's problem. bad is that they're trying to emulate another artist. Right, they're trying to emulate another artist. Which Wait, can be good, but... I it's think good to have influences. People, right, but it's good to have influences, but it's, I it's, think people lose... what people. The problem is having is people lose their own unique voice. natural voice that they're born their with. Honest voice. Their it's honest like, voice. It's like, how would you actually sing? If you, okay, if, if, if if you, you were speaking... Um, you know how you sound when you're speaking. So just sing in the way that you speak and that will be your truest, that will should voice. be your guide. Now, of course, when you're singing, there is, I mean, singing, you are affecting your voice by singing. You want anyway. it to sound pleasant. You yeah. Know? So there is speaking there, is not, well, it can be pleasant. It can be pleasant, but there is, you may want to affect a little bit, just a little, but so, people do it way too much, and it, it you lose a sense of what another genre of who's singing of actually. singing that is very guilty of this is modern day musical theater singers. And yes. you know, Max and I uh, love certain musicals a lot, um, and uh, but a lot of time, and we hate certain musicals too. And though, <laughs> okay, but those certain musicals that we don't like. Sometimes they have to do with the the performers in them because they the way they're directed to sing or the way they choose to sing is this again a very sort overly of overt, affected. It's I the over sentimentalized. It. It's like, I'm here at last. It's like I know this, it's, it's like, like this like, theatrical. It's like very theatrical. It's almost it's it's kind of nerdy actually. It is nerdy. It's nerdy. It's, it's nerdy. Straight up this nerdy. sort of nerdy style. Nikki did a good impression of it actually. I'm here at last trying to sing. And, and it's, it's not, like, that's not how like, uh, and I know when people kind of uh, parody musical theater, that's how you would do it now. But if you were to parody musical theater singers back in the sixties, they wouldn't sing like that. They would be sounding like any how they would normally how sing. they normally say i mean jerry orbach is gonna sound like jerry orbach although music. i will say sometimes depending on this the musical they might have been trained in sort of an opera style singing well, like so Robert they might Goulet. sound a little bit more operatic which also by the way in the wrong context uh, people basically what it comes down to is something that sounds bad is when it's uh, either excessive or when it's in the wrong context, you know, like right. so when opera singers are trying to sing sing a pop tune, it, it sounds, sounds terrible. Terrible. There was this woman. Oh, never mind. I won't mention it because. Well, there is this woman. Well, I I don't want to mention actually anyway. Uh, just because. Let's just say we knew it's a not woman good. I don't want to trying, single out any because it is hard to perform anyway, we, and we I, I respect anyone that who can was do that. trying to sing. Um, you know, like these songs from cabaret or something like that and it but she was using this operatic voice and it sounded so cheesy it was bad right 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 because it's just not the it's just it's not the right it's like uh, you're playing baseball with a hockey stick it's not right right, right, you know well yeah i mean i mean i guess you're creating your own genre in that sense but but sometimes things don't belong with each other Right. It's like uh, spaghetti and tuna fish, you know. I mean, well, that could be good, I guess. No, that could be good, actually. That might even be a thing, but it's just, you know, something that just wouldn't be right. Like, like ketchup in soda pop or something. That just wouldn't be good. Right. You know? So, 
I think we've kind of given you an idea of what we think is bad. No, scene. we're not done. Oh, we're not done. Uh, okay. I just wanted I to expound here. a little bit on. Uh, so when we, yeah, people who don't use their natural voice. Uh, so a lot of people, as we said before, so people aren't using their natural voice. Oh, I did want to say one thing actually. Okay, go ahead. Um, so you guys all know the song "We Are the World," right? Well, yes, very um, good at get. Um, well, this will so be a good transition into right, what we think is so, good singing. But okay, in the eighties, this this song was written by Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie, mainly by Michael Jackson, produced by Quincy Jones. Right. In the eighties, they had a bunch of uh, pop singers get together, pop and rock singers get together uh, in a group and sing the song "We Are the World" for uh, AIDS, like relief an AIDS, in Africa. AIDS relief in Africa, and um, I think that's what it was for, right? Yeah. And it's a great song. And in the 80s, you, can, you don't even have to look at the video of it. You can hear every singer when they, it's their turn to sing. You know who's you singing. Know who, you know it's Bruce Springsteen singing. You, you know, know it's, it's Stevie Cindy Lauper. You know Stevie Wonder. You know it's uh, Dan Aykroyd. Just kidding. He doesn't have a solo in it, but he is there for some right. reason. Right. It's such a weird thing. You have all these singers and Dan Aykroyd right. was there. But you know it's Michael Jackson. You Michael know Jackson, what a unique voice, by the way. Really... People do impersonations of him, but nobody actually... Actually, what's interesting is nobody even tries to emulate him at all. He's kind of untouchable in that way. Right, like, nobody he's tries- a unique voice. Maybe because he had a, such a high voice, but he also kind of tried to Hi, sing Michael with... Jackson. Well, he had a high voice, but he also tried to sing with some grit at times. So he kind of had this... Do you remember the time when we fell in love? Chada. I mean, it's, like, oh, it's it's interesting because he was a great singer as a kid, and he when his voice changed, he had to learn to adapt to this different voice, and I think he did it in a successful, unique, and honest way. Actually, there's no um, you know, extra frills, and you know, it's it, it's it's an honest voice, and he's giving you like he gives you these. Eh. But and but when he's actually singing, like but that's his own thing. That's a his unique own thing, thing like, he found. Yeah. Um, you know, like in human nature, you know, like like trouble that is human. Na- like it's actually good. It's a good singing voice, you know. And it's like he's not doing. He's not overdoing anything, you know. Right. And basically, when we were mentioning about those Melisbas, really, you're kind of doing a disservice to the actual writer of the song because. He or she wrote, or they wrote a song with a specific melody, and if they're really thinking about the melody, they with the lyrics, they specifically wrote notes for the those lyrics. If you add all these extra uh, things, you're doing ornaments. a disservice to what their art was. You know what they decide what right. what their decisions I, were. I and, and it's, uh, it's, I challenge you to try to sing the song how it was originally written and try to make that sound good without any ornamentation, without adding any of your, your own extra notes, try to sing it the way the writer intended. That would be a, the biggest right. challenge. Uh, and, and I'll give you an example is uh, okay. uh, Rainbow Connection from the Muppet okay, movie. Okay, but this is getting into what we think is good. Yeah, it's a good transition. Uh, no, but we didn't, I didn't oh. talk, I didn't talk, okay. I didn't finish the example. Okay. So we are the world in the 80s. We hear all these different unique voices, you know, uh, Daryl Hall, I believe, is in there, Bruce Springsteen, you know. Um, uh, Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis, Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson, 
Stevie Wonder, all these Cindy Lauper. You can you know it's them when they're singing. You don't even have to look at it. You just know it's them. Okay, in two thousand nine, myriad plethora of unique voices. Yeah, legends, um, legends of music. You look at so in two thousand nine, they redid this with contemporary artists, and I'm telling you what, and it. There's also hip hop artists in it too. It's very, very cheesy, actually. Um, you should look it up if you want to see how cheesy it is. But if you just listen to the voices, you can't distinguish one from the other. They all sound the same. None of them are, and they're all adding these uh, melismas, as Max is saying, calling it. Um, and they're just overdoing the affectation of their voice. They're trying to sound like this overproduced way of singing. They're trying to sound like what they expect people to think is is good is good singing. Right. And That's the problem is people have they place they have these maybe they're placing expectations on themselves. They think there's a standard of singing, but there shouldn't be a standard. You should have your own standard, which is your unique style of singing. Right. You know, you know um and, and so this two thousand nine version, like you can't distinguish one voice from the other. And all, most of them, in my opinion, you know, you might think, oh, sure, they can kind of carry a tune in a way, but they all sound bad to me because it just sounds like they're overdoing it, especially the hip-hop point of the, of the song. It's just so, like, these guys couldn't have sold out any more than they did for I this. I know, you know, it's, it's like, like hip-hop. It's, these are like, you know, like rappers from, you know, the gangster rap era, you know, where... Really? Yeah, I mean, it's like Snoop Dogg, I think Ice Cube, like, you know, just all it's these like guys It's like the antithesis that, of what... It's the antithesis of street, of what you know? hip-hop was, you know, about, you know, I don't know. Um, kind of like, anyway, so... I mean, though it is for a so good we're cause, about, I guess, I'm not going to say about it. like, it's not a good cause. Um, you know, try to find your own unique voice, what's honest, you know, uh, I'm going to... We've done this in the past, but I want to bring up the movie La La Land again, because people watched it and thought that Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone weren't good singers. And I, first of all, I'm like, how could you think that Emma Stone's not a good singer? She sings really well. I just can't. Just look at that, the audition, uh, audition song. Yeah, she, uh, Max and I really like that movie. It's actually, personally, I, it's, it's probably subjectively my favorite movie of the past 15 years from the past 15 years and objectively i think it's one of the best of the past 15 years right it's not flawless but all the flaws um are outweighed are outweighed they are they pale in comparison to how great the great things are in the movie and there's a lot of great things about it um anyway but the point is we're talking about singing and people are knocking ryan gosling's singing Emma Stones, I don't really understand why they're knocking Emma Stones. I can kind of see why they're knocking Ryan Gosling's because he's singing with his true, honest voice, no affectation at all, and it doesn't live up to what what um, Hollywood and the media has told them, the people. told the general public what good, good singing, singing in quotes, be, should, should be. Because Ryan Gosling... He's singing more or less in key. I mean, he might be a little flat sometimes, but not more. Well, not, not more or less. Than, not in this movie, I think. But not. Uh, not I wonder not if more than like a George Harrison or John Lennon. Yeah, why were, is it that in the seventies and the sixties, why is it that the Beatles, 
who are the biggest pop stars of all time, they sang with their true, honest voices, and they sound very unique. And they were, they were, they were the, one of the first bands to do that. And actually. why is it that we like their voices, uh, but we don't like... Or not we, don't say we, but, but a lot of, not a lot of general public. There are certain people, outliers, mainly in the sort of uh, hipster slash... Um, I, I would want to say like hipster slash white, uh, white, uh, just uh, white liberal um, media slash. I, I'm Come on, to, I'm what are you to, trying to say? Just people that we know, friends of ours, you know, like these hipsters that are yes. like, you know, these white people who want to feel like they're empowered with some kind of liberal opinion. They will hate on La La Land for some apparent reason because it's quote unquote cool okay, to I, hate on it, even though it's really great. It's really great. And it's like they're, but you know, they're sheep. And I know it sounds terrible to say that, but there's a part of it that's a being on the bandwagon kind of thing. And so, and they Ryan, might think, they might think to themselves so they think, that they honestly feel that it's a bad movie, yeah, but, or they, but they I feel might, like it's a subconscious I'm not even thing. about that. They might even feel to themselves. That Ryan Glassing is not a good singer because they've been told by others that they trust maybe that right that that, that Ryan musical Gosling's, theater singing is supposed to be different right yeah and and these are the same people who go to a show uh, one of these modern musicals I guess I don't want to name names but where they'll say the singing is good on these these shows these some of them are Tony Award winning musicals. And and the singing and is the cheesy. Singing is straight cheesy. Up. It's straight up cheesy and overproduced sounding, overly affected uh, singing. And so I, I, we, Max and I personally think that Ryan Gosling sings very well. He sings with his honest voice. He right. sings I, like I, he's well, not trying to sound like anybody else. I, I, yeah, I will say. I mean, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, no, it is good singing. I'm not just to say was like I, on a personal like taste level. I feel like he kind of was sliding into notes just on a technical wise you sliding into notes a little you bit too though, much you know right but I, i'm saying it's it, it was good and it fit the role no it know? fit the role straight up it is a good people, I, people, let me take that back it's a good it, he sings well he also, sings well i mean this is beside the point but also people have this people thought you know they weren't good singers or dancers but first of all they're great dancers and second of all they they were supposed to be not it, it wouldn't have worked for their characters to be perfect at every point of of the sh- the show because it's the 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 intention of the director was to make them like normal people who were singing and dancing you know who had right. some level of, of skill in and it, you know but, there it, you can see the contra- contrast actually in singing styles within the movie in the very beginning the beginning song some of the singers in it you could clearly hear in their affectation, actually, of singing, that they were trained in musical theater, and there was something not as honest in that style of singing that right. you get with Ryan Sto- Ryan, Ryan Gosling Stone. and yeah, Emma Gosling. Sto- and Emma, Gosling. Emma, um, but Emma Stone, I, I don't even understand why people are saying she's a bad singer. She's because actually she's, straight she's up, a straight up a good singer. Good singer, like, straight up. It's, she's singing with her honest voice, but honest honest voice aside, it's just a good voice and it's, it's soothing. It's nice. It's she's, she yeah, sings actually, very well. I, I straight, I, I, I take back I what I said about understand. Ryan Gosling's voice. I think he is a good it's singer. A good in singer it actually. And it's this, he's a good singer for the same reasons why Willie, Willie Nelson, Nelson is a good singer. Uh, Joanna Newsom, Tom Waits, you know, if somebody told these people, 
Uh, or Bob Dylan, or Bob actually. Dylan. If somebody, Bob Dylan is actually the Mick, epitome of... Even Mick Jagger, who I, I personally don't like, but a lot of people like his singing. It, these people, if somebody told them, oh, they can't sing well because it doesn't sound like what the There's a certain, media has it, told us how a good voice should sound, then that would we would have lost some of the most unique voices of in musical history. You right, know? right. I mean, Willie Nelson's voice... You couldn't get more honest than that. That's the most pure, honest voice. One of the greatest singing voices I've ever heard. And okay, imagine Kermit the Frog singing Rainbow Connection in the Muppet movie. It, imagine him singing that in an R&B, faux R&B style of singing. It just would not work. Right. It, you have to you have, have it to have it sound be like Kermit the Frog. Well, and it has to. And it, it, it it's honest and unique to himself. Why, there's so many songs, but like I can't even. Like, what if he were trying to do it? Yeah, know? and it's just like songs uh, about rainbows. Now, that's not to say that sometimes those R and B style of singing works and it's good, right? But I, it I depends would say on the context, though. It depends on the context, and and the also, problem is though, it's we're oversat. It's we're saturated. With we're that saturated now. with that sound now, and it's it's the only type of singing that we hear in pop music. Well, not the only type. And I mean, it depends, like, if you hear, like, I, I also, Katy Perry, Kesha, it's another hate, kind of style of singing. No, but I, I, they're, they're influenced by that, sure. that style. And I feel like that's the problem. It, there's something phony about it, and I hate to say it, say it, but, like, white people trying to sound R&B sounds phony to me, you know? Well, I... I, here's well, the thing. I beg to differ a little no, no, bit. No, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna retract a little bit, but I I think like you know you uh, I, I hate to say point names out, but who cares? Like somebody like Ed Sheeran, he sounds Sheering. Sheeran. Ed oh, Sheeran. Really? Yeah, he he doesn't sound like his face. He doesn't sound like how or it's not even that he doesn't sound like his face. He doesn't sound like how he that's talks. That's how he talks. It doesn't sound like. That's who he honestly is when he's singing. It sounds phony to me because he's this white red-haired kid and he's tr- well, you no, know, it's, and it's you're fine basing if you it on the sing. cover. Uh, I know, I mean, but uh, if, on the way he looks, I think you should say based on the way he sounds. But also the way I'll he give sounds. You an, exa- but, an example of somebody that uh, kind of maybe sounds similar to him talking wise but sings the way he kind of talks and he's a very good singer by the way. It's Alex, Alex Turner, Turner from the Arctic Monkeys. He has kind of this sort of. Uh, he did what the Beatles do, did actually. He, he did what the Beatles and preserved. Accent. That's what happens a lot. Uh, actually, this is what made the Beatles famous. Back in the day, a lot of British singers were trying to sing like American singers, and they weren't getting that big. And the Beatles got big because they're like, "No, we're going to use our natural voices while singing," and, and they preserved the certain accents and stuff. Alex Turner turned it up even more, like. He really sounds British, you know, when he's singing. But it sounds great. It sounds sounds great. He's actually, I think, pound for pound, one of the best singers out there today. Uh, As far, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And And he could also sing. It's not just that, like, edgy, like, garage rock style of singing that he does. His voice actually works for soft, more ballady kind of stuff, too. Right. Oh, yeah. You can hear it in the soundtrack for Submarine, the movie Submarine. Right. I mean, that song Puzzles, he's very good. Stuck on Puzzles. Stuck on Puzzles. You know, I just... There's another song in it, too, that's really, really good. It's more of a a ballad kind of thing. Right. Folky ballad. But... uh, And, you know, just so you know, like... it. You know, you could tell the difference, too, between a good singer and a bad singer. We're not just saying that... uh, 
preserve while we wholeheartedly try and say please preserve your unique voice when you're singing that doesn't necessarily mean you're automatically be a good singer i'll, I'll give you an example is the arctic monkeys did a kind of a co uh, like uh, collaboration collaboration with, with another um, band with another band on that song uh what was Baby song? I'm Yours. Baby I'm Yours. It's classic classic Barbara Lewis song from, song the, from the 60s. 60s. Very good um, song. Very good song. And the two lead singers of the bands sing a chorus or something like that or a verse. And, you know, you can tell wh- why the Arctic Monkeys became much bigger is because, I mean, Alex Turner sings, he just sounds a lot better than well, the other. Well, he's more in tune than the other guy. Yeah, the other he's guy's more tune than the other guy. And, and uh, well, I mean, I, I don't want to disparage the other guy. I, no, I would say if the other guy were more in tune, it would be better, I think. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But there is no, something. Would be. There is a quality of, of Alex Turner's voice, which is very uh, vibrant. You right. know, it's very good. But, um, you know, I, I do want to retract a little bit because, and this comes, this brings us to the point of oversaturation. Because in the 60s, you had women like Dusty Springfield, who was this white British lady, but she sang sort of like an R&B artist from the 60s. That was her thing. Um, but it worked. And I think that kind of thing doesn't work now because it's overdone and we're oversaturated right. with it. You also, know? by the way, the it Righteous Brothers, the Righteous Brothers, people well, thought they were black that, at first. Well, that's the whole idea of blue-eyed soul, you know? that. that yeah, well, anyway, they people thought they were black, uh, but I guess really what it comes down to it is just oversaturation because at the time, like, I guess they just, I guess that wasn't their unique voices, but it is, but it is, it unique, is actually, it though, is, there is something you hear, you still uh, Bill hear, Medley, it's this deep, deep baritone and you know that that's him singing. You, Bobby Hatfield, these are the Righteous Brothers, by the way. He sings a sort of a probably, high, yeah, he's like a, a tenor, almost like a mezzo tenor, mezzo tenor, um, and it's, I mean, does but do that's how he, these guys, when you hear them speaking, they also, Bill Medley has a lower voice and right. Bobby there Hatfield is something, voice, you know, uh, even though they, they kind of are affecting a bit there, they still preserve a certain uniqueness of their own voice in there. You know, there is something unique about that. Um, uh, you know, and, and again, that's not to say like some people that do sing like in that R and B style today, Sometimes it is just like very impressive, you know, even though it is like we're oversaturated in the market. It's just like, I no, mean, I'll sure, tell you, it is good, nevertheless. I'll tell you, you know, somebody who uh, is kind of uh, a contemporary artist, you know, singing right now, who's, who's, I think, has a unique voice is John Legend. Um, he does. He's he has an a very singer, voice. but he has a very unique, unlike anybody unlike else. Unlike anybody you else. Do you know who, know who that is. You know it's him you when he's him. singing, you know? And, you know, we were surprised when he first got big off of Ordinary People. We thought, how did this happen? It's such a great song. He's such, classic, a unique, classic such a unique song. voice. It didn't seem like that it could become popular because, because, you know, Hollywood and these big labels don't commonly accept this kind of unique, and it just goes honest to show kind you, of voice. It really is, when it comes down to it, it just makes me think... The producers have this control over the media, and if they say something is good, I, I hate to say people. I feel like people should be smarter than that, 
but it seems like people accept whatever they're thrown in at, at them, you know? And this I just, doesn't go just for singing, but it goes for film and television as right. well. Right. Yeah. And like comedy, you know? Uh, I feel like people are told, hey, this is funny or this is good singing. And they're like, they'll, they're just easily convinced, you know? I don't know. I feel like, uh, why do I feel like that it used to not be like that? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You know, maybe it's just, maybe it's just, you know, people that generally listen to top 40 stuff are just, they don't, they're not as exposed to uh, other types of music. And so they just assume whatever they're listening to, because it's the top 40, it's supposed to be good. You know, you when know? I first heard Adele and people think she's great and, Technically, she might be a good singer, but her voice, you know how ununique it sounds to me? The first time I heard it her... It is not unique. I, the first time I heard her, I thought it was Amy Winehouse. I straight up thought it was Amy Actually, Winehouse. Actually, but here's the thing. Or, I think or Amy, this other British that, singer I don't that agree. I it doesn't sound like Amy Winehouse. But I will say, actually, Amy Winehouse does have a unique voice. She does sing in sort of an R.B. style singing, but... I do think she does have a she or she did have a unique voice. Well, you but know, I did think I do think that. I guess. I mean, I think that kind of thing is becoming oversaturated now, and maybe your viewpoint would be different if Amy Winehouse came out now. Maybe I don't know. Well, also here's another thing. Um, this is for you youngsters out there. Uh, another unique voice that. Uh, by the way, I don't think Elton John would be considered a a good singer by today's standards, by the way. And he's like, why do you think that? I think he would be. By today's standards? You think so? Yeah. You think he could be a hit today? I mean, it's just hard to say, you know? I mean, based purely on his vocals? Sure. I don't know about that. Well, maybe you're right. I don't know. Anyway, there's a singer by the name of Blossom Deary who was a jazz vocalist back in the day. And there's something very cute and like very original and unique about her voice. And... Why is it that if that came out today, we would think that's not good singing, but she gets the job done, you know? Well, you know who else gets the job done to perfection is Sarah Vaughn. I used well, to not okay, think but she was That is good. kind of an R.B. style singing. But. Well, no, it's not. not a, it's totally not, Max. She actually didn't consider herself even a jazz singer. She considered herself a singer of various genres, and she... Yeah, but she, she, if you she, listen to she her, she her does. Pop, like, if you list, watch, I urge you all to look up a video of her performing Send in the Clowns. There's one specific one. I think it's from the Nikki, late 80s. she has many performances. That was her signature I know, song. I know there's a signature song, but there's one in particular. It's so good. It's so moving. It, there's one point where it's just her singing. There's no instruments playing. It's very good. And she doesn't affect her voice at all. And what's so original about Sarah Vaughan is she... She had she was known for her husky deep voice, but she had a very wide vocal range. She could go very high too, and um, everybody tries to always emulate Ella Fitzgerald or Billie Holiday, especially Billie Holiday. And nobody a lot tries of hipsters to, like Billie Holiday. Nobody tries to emulate Sarah Vaughan, which I think the reason for that is because they can't. Because technically speaking, she was I, I she was like one of the best singers. Uh, of pop music of all time, I think. I think it's like somebody said, I can't remember who it was, but they said if if uh, Sarah Vaughn had put more effort into trying to become an opera singer, she could have done that with ease. 
because she, right, she, she was not has the capacity to be right, a great opera Right, but she wasn't singer. actually, I don't think, trained in opera, though. Right, exactly. Um, another person of that day was Nina Simone, by the way, who has a huskier kind of voice, and she was very unique, too. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, you just had more unique voices back in the day. I think you, yeah, and... Prior, prior to the, I mean, even in the 90s, too, but... Uh, Especially prior to the '90s, you know, I will even say, yeah, in the '90s too. You yeah, did I mean, have the '80s, you know, Morrissey. I mean, nobody sounds like Morrissey. You nobody know? sounds like Morrissey. But by the way, that's not to say today. That, I mean, there's some great, unique artists, as we said, Mac DeMarco. You know, he Saint Vincent. You know, Mac DeMarco. He doesn't try to sound like anybody but himself. Right. Um, I will say, I've seen a couple live performances. He's out of tune quite a bit sometimes, but. But sometimes it's still he's not. Sometimes himself he does. anyway, and himself. it's good. I'd rather with that than, you than know, somebody affecting. Yeah, and his recordings, they're all analog, by the way. He just records everything on, on a track tape, which is very much against the grain of today's production standards. Everybody's going to do... And therefore, it might sound grainier. Oh, yeah. Everybody kind <laughs> of uses, know. you know, digital, including us. You know, it's, it makes things a lot easier. Well, it's actually. easier. We don't have... We don't know, have all the... It's expensive to get is, this equipment. It is, but... He's a unique talent, and I'm surprised that he's hit it so big, actually, because... He's actually the biggest indie artist... That's not in the mainstream. That's not in the mainstream. It's so weird He's like the Grateful Dead, in a way, actually. He's kind of... And it's funny, because he's influenced by the Grateful Dead a lot. Uh, um, But, yeah, it is interesting. Or like Fish, in a way. Or like Fish, yeah. Um, Yeah, interesting. Uh, who else of today, you know, who else has got some great, you know? Well, it, I, I guess it just depends on the artist. I mean, you know, I even think that Ezra Koenig from... Uh, Ezra Koenig Vampire from Vampire Weekend has a very he unique, unique voice, voice. He's not. He's just sounding like I think like he's himself. a good singer. He's a great singer. Yeah, he's a great singer. Um, I don't know. Laura Weinbach Laura of Fox Does Brigade. Fox Brigade. You know, Max and Nikki of Max and Nikki and Little Person. Um <laughs> you know, even I will say this. You know, our older brother Brent Weinbach, he recorded some songs, some original jazz ballads. Well, not just ballads, but singer songwriter kind of jazz standards type songs for his second comedy album. And these songs weren't meant to be comedic. And he sings on them. And I think he sings them well for the most part. He's out of tune sometimes. But it's his own unique voice. I think that voice could be honed a little bit more if he were really wanted to become a singer. He's not trying to be, but he's not trying to sound like anybody else but himself, and that's a good thing. That's right, better than right. I can say for most pop artists today. Right, which is funny because he actually was affecting it before. He, he had done that in the past where he was trying to sound honest, and he almost sounded like Kermit the Frog too much. And then, he, he, then we... He finally, we were like, Brent, you're sounding like Kermit the Frog, you know, and he, he was stubborn about it for a little bit. And then he finally kind of realized like, okay, I need to be a little more honest with myself about this. And then so, it, then it sounded much, mucho better. Anyway, I kind of want to just wrap this up. I guess the final word here is be true, be true to your school, to your school. Yeah. Be true to your no, school. Uh, just kidding. Oh, by the way, the Beach, Boys. Beach Boys. I mean, there is nobody the that sounds like the pure, Boys. honest vocals especially with harmony you can't get any more honest with those vocals you know 
I mean, and there's if you if they tried really, to truly, try, if they had tried to affect their voices in any way, the harmonies wouldn't, wouldn't sound pure and, and good. It wouldn't sound. They would actually. It would stand out too much. Would detract, you know, you don't want to do that with harmonies. You don't want somebody that's standing out a bit too much. And also, uh, those voices, the kind of purity of those voices, kind of defined that genre of music. You Carl know what I mean? Wilson, by the way. Very great singer, I gotta say. I mean, look up. Um, I can hear music. His, he, he does these cool things. He's uh, with his voice. I, I really, I admire his his vocal chops. But well, anyway, he kind of, he, he kind of got. He was the youngest one, and he was in the Beach Boys. You know, when he was a young, teenager, like, you know. Well, mi- yeah, but like mid teenager, right. I think. Even anyway, so the point is, be true to your school. Be true to yourself, really. We're yourself, trying to say. Be honest with be yourself. Be honest about how what? would you actually sing if you were trying to sound just like yourself and not like anybody else? Right. And really be honest with yourself. Don't be stubborn. Be true. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. Tune in next time.